Welcome back to episode 17 of the Fun Uncle Podcast. 17. Uh, our first time recording in a couple weeks. Uh, I am your Fun Uncle Jude, as always, joined by your Fun Uncle Brandon. Heyo. And your Fun Uncle Cooney. What up? Uh, we had to take a little quarantine break because uh, your Fun Uncle Brandon came down with the Rona. How was it? Fucking annoying. We just felt, you know, if there's going to be a pandemic, it's like, let's get involved. You know what I mean? It wouldn't feel right <laughs> not, not to, not to you know, dig your big toe in it and see what this is really all about. Um, no, everything they say is real. I, 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 everybody, there's so many varied accounts of what happens when somebody gets diagnosed. But uh, from what I read, it was pretty standard. That first week was pretty, you know, you think you're in the clear, kind of achy, mild, m- mild fever. Yeah, you feel, I felt fine. I if I didn't know that this was a thing going on and I didn't lose my taste and smell, I would have went to work. Like it wasn't like stay home from work kind of sickness. But then uh, I spoke to a doctor and he said that second wave might kick you on your ass. So right around day eight to twelve, like huh. really pay attention to your symptoms. And sure as shit, it was uh, it was gnarly. I'm not very sick for very long in my like normal life. I've never been laid up in bed for days at a time. So it was pretty like excruciating from that end i've never been so like weak headache can't think like for days in a row i was over it like that that shit is super annoying it never got too heavy no hospital visits couple puffs from the uh from the inhaler that i got from a doctor whenever oh you actually had to take them yeah well he said you know I'll, i'll save you a trip to the hospital you know they're gonna check your uh blood oxygen levels if it i think 90 if it goes below 90, they're going to give you this very same thing on a ventilator. So if you start getting a little short of breath, you feel weakened in that department, puff this. Don't, you know, don't freak out when your heart starts pumping because it's opening up. You know, it's opening up your lungs, so your heart's going to start kind of going a little haywire. So there's a couple of nights I, like, woke up a little scared and hit it real quick and then tried to go back to sleep after I calmed down. But... I mean, people die from this shit, dude. I get to sit here in this garage drinking Pacifico doing our fucking podcast, so things could be a lot worse. Speaking of which, pass me one of those. Um, I mean, I would imagine not being able to, to <clears throat> hug your kids for a couple of weeks sucks ass. Oh, man. You never really, like, know this, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just like anything you, like, you take for granted. So many times, my son's got this uh, curly red hair. And I, you know, I dive right into it every time he passes by. So it's weird him not allowed. You know, my wife had me locked up in the bedroom. She didn't let me do shit. So they would come to the door every now and then. And is daddy okay? And I just wanted to run up and tackle him. And you're like, you can't even go near him. So that's annoying. I got like the most beautiful kids on the planet. And you can't hug them for a couple weeks. It's pretty whack. But yeah, it sucks. It's a shitty thing. Yeah. We were, we're back at full force now. Uh, 100% runner free. <laughs> no more. Yes. Uh, just wanted to quickly touch on the NFL playoffs. Um, so this past Sunday, the Buccaneers beat the Packers. And well, before you say that, nah, the fucking <laughs> NFL got what they wanted. They got Mahomes and Brady. They're fucking happy. Was that the plan? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not for the conspiracies in the NFL. I Just mean, in, in politics? But in general, <laughs> right. 
just in but, but I mean, in general, the NFL got what they wanted. Not, I gotcha. Not like because it was set out to be this way. But to be honest, you know, I think this is the first Super Bowl where I'm actually probably just going to watch alone and probably flip through the channels during it. <laughs> I just don't You care. got no interest for it? No interest. None at all because if Brady wins, I'm happy Mahomes mm. lost. If Mahomes wins, I'm glad Brady lost. But either <laughs> win, I'm disappointed. You know, I was... I was Bills uh, were close, man. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was explaining this to my boss uh, yesterday. Um... Because we were talking about it a little bit. And I was telling him how, like, when Brady was on the Patriots, I hated Tom Brady. It wasn't that I hated Tom Brady. I hate the fucking Patriots. Right. Being a Dolphins fan. Just a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. Now that he's not on the Patriots, I can appreciate him a lot more. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, like, yeah, you can appreciate the greatness. It's old man like, still killing it. Dog. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I wanted... Uh, the Packers and Bills yeah. to be in the Super Bowl. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I really, really like Josh Allen. Um, I've always, you know, even though uh, the Bills are division rivals with the Dolphins, I've always had like um, like an appreciation for them just because of the teams of the past. Right. You know, battling the Dolphins. You know, with uh, with Marino leaving the helm, and uh, you know, who the fuck doesn't like Jim Kelly? Or Thurman Thomas, oh. and and you know? it, and it's it's hard to. I mean, the fans are are hard to not like. You yes, uh, such good fans. Fucking um, Browns fans just still down yep. the whole time. You're like, oh, you guys. Yeah, where it's like, boring. well, I mean, the Bills, the, the Bills fans, they raised. I mean, when Tom, what Tom Brady, when Jim Kelly had cancer, they raised millions of dollars for him. Josh Allen gets uh, his grandma dies. They raise millions of dollars for her. Uh, Andy Dalton, two years ago, the first time they made the playoffs, he ended up losing, and he got he got uh, he lost. So now the Bengals are out of the playoffs, but the Bills got into the playoffs, and they went and donated to his charity. Yep. And then, and then this year, this year with Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson got a concussion. Like the fan base sort of thing, where it's like just a blue collar town. Loves their team, you know. They're they're not there to, you know. They're not Raiders fans, right? Yeah, they're you not. Know, they're they're breaking just, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're not there to to be rowdy. They're there yeah. to cheer on their fucking team. So yeah, you know, good a good. I'm I'm on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Bills and like Raiders. that with yeah. with the Buccaneers and Chiefs now. I would like to see Tom win another one. Me too. Um, just just to like. Mahomes is going to be there again, like, you know. Kids got time. Brady's right. got maybe a couple years left, you know. And I think, like, there there will be, like, serious consideration, like, if he wins this year. Is it time to retire? Yeah. Because it's like, why not go out on top? Right. Why would you? Why, it's such why, a good why point. It's like back? a super casual fan who doesn't know a ton about it. It, is, it does say something like legacy-wise for him to pick up, go to another squad, and then pull it off again. It's yeah. like, you're really going to shit on that guy? Well, I see, I don't know the details. I'm sure there's people screaming about the cheating and all the kind of shit. Not this year like, with Brady, no. I think I think this is the year where everybody's just Is that only people that look, hate the Patriots that are like, but he's well, a yeah. fucking cheater, did he? Yeah, it's like, they, I mean, well, they did cheat. They got caught. Yeah, and, they got caught like, twice. Yeah. It, it was the ball. It was the ball and recording. And recording. Teams. I'm not really upset with the recording of the teams, though. 
I mean, when Phil Jackson, there is a lot of thought process to go into. What the fuck is happening? You still gotta stop it, right? Yeah, 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 there is. Yeah, yeah. But but it's still something that they had an advantage of over other teams. Yeah, because it's like you know, it's like stealing the other team's playbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm such a dead. Again, still gotta stop them. Yeah. A lot of hate for the fucking Patriots. <laughs> yeah. I've been in yeah. mad bars out on the West where fucking people be throwing shit at the TV when they when they were when they were on their uh, yeah, I, I have crusades, bro. When they were on their fucking ass whippings, <laughs> they were on top for twenty years and it gets annoying, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and plus when you introduce the cheating into it, yeah, definitely that's, doesn't that's, help. Yeah. Uh, and when you and, and and the fans too, those Patriots. The most ignorant fans of all time. Ignorant fucking... Are they like, ignorant or are oh they just my annoying I think that's... I think the fans are what pile on to it. Yeah, you know what's funny is like... They weren't as loud this year without fucking Brady being on the team. Like even my, even yeah. my cousins who are like... The most... I, I mean, just growing up with them... They used to be fucking Niners fans. And then when Joe Montana was... You know, went to the Chiefs, then they were Chiefs fans. You know, it's like, for me, Dolphins, since day one. Uh, but they fucking, they'll flip-flop. And, like, this year, like, my cousin Manuel, he, uh, uh-huh. you know, he, he was a Bucks fan, because that's where Tom went, you know. But I think, like, like, throughout these last 20 years where the Patriots were on top, you saw a lot of new Patriots fans, you know. It's like, yes. hey, like, weren't you wearing a different fucking jersey last year? <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But yeah, you know, yeah, and and they're they're uh, they're like the I guess you could compare them to like the social justice warriors. Like they have Can like, you? well, I mean, in in the sense that they they their voice is very minuscule, but they're the loudest. Yeah. So like when the cheating thing was coming up, there were so many people saying it was fake, but it was just the Patriots fans that were saying that. Fake news. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's funny. Um, one other thing that I wanted to quickly uh, touch upon. I don't know if you guys heard, but UNLV uh, got rid of its mascot, but will keep the Rebels' name. Wait a minute. Wait, they they got rid of Hey Reb? I, I knew that was all on the table, but it seems weird that you'd cut one but without the other. So the way they explained it, right, was they got rid of the mascot. They're mm-hmm. keeping the Rebels' name because it personifies Las Vegas, like... It, they're, they're Plus, kind there's of, all those fucking. They're, uh, they're changing it into more of like a like rebellious, gotcha. You know, ah. kind of thing instead of Confederate. I mean, what rebel. are you gonna do with all those license plates? That's so funny. That was like the first <laughs> thing Liz said. You know, she's yeah. like, she's yeah. like, because a, a shit ton of license plate or fucking rebels plates, and she's like, oh, they can't change it. Look at all these license plates. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, oh, I can't believe. Yeah, that's I strange. didn't. I didn't know that. I mean, it's not like. It's That's not really like we're in fucking Virginia. Like this is a fucking east or east. It's a west coast. Huh? I pisses off enough people. That's what's up. Well, I mean, is 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 that? Re- I mean, is it really even that bad of a thing? I don't. You know, like to me, like it's one thing if it were like a big like SEC school. You know, um, like let's say like, for whatever yeah. reason somebody or like a group of people a group group of people got offended. Because of the Alabama Crimson Tide, you know. I mean, it's not, yeah, right. Like, like you know, but you know, or um, Alabama is like such a like, in the fucking huge mix all established the time. university with 
great sports programs and yeah. Like UNLV was cool like early nineties with uh basketball. Yeah, I don't even remember Darkanian, their fucking you know? football team being worth a damn. I don't think we ever had a football team always. Yeah, they play the fucking Legion Stadium. <laughs> no, I mean that was even worth it. Yeah, oh no, worth paying no, attention no, no. to. Not at all. But yeah, no, I mean the nineties with Tarkanian and Johnson and him, but I mean do you I don't I don't I don't know. I, I just want to get you guys' opinion because you guys grew up uh, out here. I, I, I hate it. I, I don't agree with it. I think it's bullshit. No, I, I don't. I don't care enough to be bothered by it. I would guess. you? Would you rather have them just gotten rid of it completely and and like? It seems to make new? more sense to me to get rid of the whole thing. It's yeah. kind of like a half apology. It's super a half apology. When, when I was reading like their little thing about apology's it, not like, the right word. I don't. I don't think um, apology. But yeah. it seems like a half like. Oh, I people are upset. It it's do. offensive. Well, here's what we'll do for you then. I don't it's think like it had to do with the name Rebel. That it, was it the name Rebel or was it? It was the mascot. He looks that like had. fucking Yosemite Sam. I don't he looks understand like Yosemite the beast. Sam than a Confederate soldier. Yeah, by a ton. It's yeah. fucking yeah. yeah. The whole thing like, is a little goofy. As a minority, you know, it's never offended me. Like you know, I, I like the color scheme. I never minded the mascot because it was like super fucking. You know. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it were the fucking UNLV Klansman. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what are we talking about yeah. here? And then people defending that, like, what well, you gotta yeah, understand is, yeah. in Las Vegas, there's a section of me, like, oh, jeez, here we go. <laughs> um, last week, Eli made me, like, so fucking happy. We were, uh, we were just sitting on the couch, I think he was, like, watching something on his tablet, and it was, like, it started to die, you know, like, when, it, when the screen gets dim, because mm. the battery's running low, and he was just kind of over it. And then he just turned to me, he was like, can we watch WWE? Wow. And I was like... I was like, what was that, buddy? And he said it again, and I was like, I just gave him a big hug, and I was like, of course we can. Don't so what did you put on? Candy. <laughs> what did you start watching? Uh, what did we watch? Oh, um, so we watched the clip of the next fucking thing I wanted to talk about, and I sent you guys the video. I don't know if you guys watched it, though, the, 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 the spot with AJ and Ricochet. I don't think I got that. When no. So AJ got Ricochet in like a like a suplex. Yeah, I didn't and get he was, that. he was gonna like toss him onto the top rope to like you know that like bring him up. Shit. So he tosses him onto the top rope. Ricochet bounces off the top. AJ catches him. Catches oh him yeah, into I did a see flash. I did see that. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, those two make yes. me so happy. Yeah. AJ Styles is the fucking man for yeah. a while. AJ man. is the best oh, man, and Ricochet is. Top five, too, I think. For a young man who just yeah. got into the main shit, developing his character, because, I mean, I'm such... Yeah, well, AJ sh- had years to develop. And, he, I, and he's, I still don't think his mic work is ideal, like, to be honest. It's not because it's Southern accent. I don't give a fuck about that. I just, I think it's a little cringy sometimes. Yeah. I, you know what? To be honest, though, I can count on fucking one hand, barely, people that I don't think are cringy on the mic. Like, I was shocked. We watched uh, the Broken Skull session with Bailey, and they were showing clips of Heel Bailey and Stone Cold being really, really supportive. And I was watching Steve, and he really. It wasn't fake support. It wasn't, it wasn't contrived for the sake of the show. He was really, like, behind him. He was like, oh, you really drove that home. And I was like, did she, though? Like, I don't know. Like, I have Bailey's a such... hundred times better heel, though. We gotta, we gotta establish that argument, right? 
She's getting better. Yeah. I actually fucking well. I mean, I, I love watched Bailey her video. since the NXT. Well, I mean, since I love the beginning of Bailey, the pre, hugger, pre-hugger Bailey, yeah. Yeah. just just fucking pretty girl, fucking with an outfit on, like yeah. No, hugger Bailey was fucking sick. You, I saw that and I was like, she can go full John Cena with this dude. You know what I mean? Like. Lock down the kids. Yeah. Demo. Wow, dude, I forgot about. And she's got that. mad gnarly fucking. Skills I remember when she ring. first won the title. I, it kind of brought tears to my eyes. I was like, oh my oh, god. Oh, they went over that it. match, dude. No, I, you, that was one of those like it was special when it was happening. Yeah. I felt bad for fucking Finn and Kevin. I was like, good luck, motherfuckers. Is that yeah. like a ladder match yeah, after? Right after that. I was like, those girls fucked it up, man. Her and Sasha were like, yeah. We're just as good. That's one of the main events where I think a lot of people were like, fuck, man, they really can fucking like main event of WrestleMania. Like a legit one. Yeah. Not like they're going to put the girls on the end and call it the main event. Like a real life where the fans are authentically engaged in that storyline and they want that match the most. Yeah. Like they showed that that can be a thing. Because that, I mean, dude, that Brooklyn match with Bailey and Sasha was fucking sick, that was dude. Shit, so yeah. good. You tell Bailey misses the crowd so much. Yeah, it's got to be such a pain in the ass doing the work for fucking screens like that. You know, it's it's funny because um, I've seen a bunch of people mention this, but I think the lack of crowds has really helped people kind of get over that hump a little bit on the mic because I, I think I hope so there's got to be a yeah, silver lining to heel, it. Uh, yeah in particular heel Bailey and heel Roman Reigns because like if you, if you think about it the way that Roman goes about his promos like he's just talking to you about the ass flipping he's going to give yeah. you right you know I would hate to see him try and overcome what chance doing that come over what what oh, chance oh, yeah. oh. Bunch of haters in the yeah. room, so he goes to fucking Canada right. Or you know what yeah. I mean? A marquee yeah. town who's still not down for it. I really think a lot of those marquee crowds might actually get behind him. Yeah, His new attitude that. is so fucking great. It finally feels real. Um, yeah, it's just everybody got excited, or I did at least, and I felt like I wasn't alone. In that first promo where they pan over and fucking Paulie's sitting with him, I was like, oh no, yeah, they're gonna do it. Yeah. He's a great heel, dude. Fuck that, dude. I mean, yeah. just like when, when, he beat up, when he beat up his fucking cousin, and he was talking to him, you know, like, uh, like you don't get this title shot, you don't take that ass whipping that comes with it. Get your payday. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was, that's man shit, dude. It's definitely the most impressive year of Roman by a fucking a long bunch. shot. Yep. His promos, yes. his ring yeah, work. Yeah, promos are there. He finally took the fucking shield fucking vest off. He just yeah, comes out he in his to pants to beat your ass, dude. Yeah. Comes dragging the belt out with Paul and his little bitch smile, dude. Like, it's, it's such a good dynamic. I really enjoy yeah. that. I never minded Roman. He doesn't bother me, but it was a little... It, it it was it was just the kind of the the Wizard of Oz hand behind the scenes that guided it that kind of pushing him into yeah. a situation that no one was really down for yeah that which didn't make any sense because I came back into watching it right when the Shield right when Seth joined the Authority 
That was it, right? The that authority? was the exact. That, 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 that was when I came yeah. back. So I missed the all the, the shield shit, yeah. Yeah. and then it became like this Roman thing. And I remember a lot of like marks and commentators online talking about how it's weird how no one got behind Roman because when he was on the shield, everybody loved him, and you knew yeah. he was gonna be next. So what the fuck are you so mad about now that they're pulling the trigger on him? Well, he's just not ready. Six months ago, you couldn't fucking wait for him to start kicking people's ass. Now he's not ready. It's like wrestling fans are the fucking worst people the on the planet. Worst. But yeah, like that—that that didn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, that Royal mm-hmm. Rumble where The Rock came out and the <laughs> whole thing went to shit. Yeah. I mean, Philly probably wasn't the town for that. No. For sure, bad idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind Roman. I'm very happy with what they got him doing right now. Yeah, me too. Bailey's little, her little heel runs getting a lot more easier to digest. Yep. Her initial heel fucking promos were just like, uh, I don't know. I, always, I can't even. Look I, at I didn't. Shit. I didn't ever mind her. her you, I have you a gnarly tell. standard for fucking promos, though, dude. Unless you're fucking Randy or Bray, like I just think you're garbage. And I think I actually agree with you. I think CM Punk said something along the lines. He goes. It should scare the fuck out of everyone in the back that Pat McCaffrey was. McAfee. Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. Is, is, is ten is times better than everyone. all of you on the mic. That should fucking yep. scare the hell out of you. And it, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Because he sounds great on the fucking yep. mic, dude. His little fucking anti-fucking undisputed era You know promos, why? It's because so good. he's not... A product of the WWE, like he's just a personality, just with a live mic. Do you so think it's that's not what that it is? So if you're in the back, exactly. don't you just do that and be like, "I'm doing me, motherfucker." Not when you go to gives a fuck, man. Not when you go to promo class and they're like, "Here's how you cut a promo." You know, like it's it's very cookie cutter. Like it's different voices for different people, but it's the same cadence. It's the same pacing. It's the same point across. Is that a teacher's fault or the student's fault for not being brave enough to fucking it's, do a little bit of outreach? It's both. I think it's it's the it's the developmental process's fault for trying to make everybody do something the exact same. And it's also the talent's fault for not being for not saying grasping uh, the brass ring the brass ring. It's not, it's not even that. It's like this promo sounds just like the fucking guy before me. Yeah. You know, why don't we, you know, like, let's, yes, let's get this point across, but why don't we do it this way? You know, like, let's, let's change it up a a bit so, you know, so everybody doesn't sound so fucking robotic. Yeah, yeah. There's so many little phrases that are still used in promos that fucking, like, what's the (laughs) fucking, in my opinion, you know what I mean? Like, there's, it's so much, uh, it's like, God... Since the fucking 80s, I've been hearing you guys talk like this. Like, fucking hell. You guys still use the same little chunks of promo from the fucking 80s? I'm like, my goodness. How many times do these young kids have to see the fucking click documentary before they go, you know what? Vince likes when you put your dick on the table and go, here's what the fuck I'm doing. And fuck you, Vince. Just get out there and do it. And if it does well, Vince will go, fuck it. He's got to eat that shit. You gotta eat the shit if it does well. So go out there and fucking do it. I think all the time I was, I, I'm like, man, when is Kevin gonna fucking small package somebody? I want that yeah. to happen so Kevin fucking Owens. bad. Yeah. yeah, since he teased it within that like the second 
uh, Cena match, first or yeah. second Cena match. He got him in the beginning. He started it up, and you heard people the like, oh, oh, it's not allowed. He's going to get fined, but fuck it, bro. Yeah. Like, you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, he's over it now. He's got his stunner thing going. He, he, Kevin, he's got his own little trajectory. But there was a piece of time where I was like, when's he just going to bite the bullet in small package, you motherfucker? Right? I mean, fucking like, um, there was that spot in the in a match where Punk and Cena wrestled, and Punk gave Cena a pile driver. Yeah, know? they ate shit. They, they, had, they had, I heard they got fucking fined and all that. Yeah, and it's funny because like... John uh, paid for it. Punk, uh... Punk talked about it. And he said how he was like sick that day, and like, he was just wanting to get the match over with, and and was like went to Cena and was just like, "What do you, you know?" So, what do you want to do in the match? And Cena was just like, "What do you want to do?" And he was just like, "I want to give you a pile driver, John." And John kind of half smart ass, yeah, yeah. And and Cena was like, "All right, we'll work it in." I don't understand how people oh. shit on John. It freaks me out a little bit. Maybe because I'm like a grown up and I think of it a little bit different. But I thought that way. Grown ups that shit while, on John bother yeah. me. It's yeah. like you, it lets me know you are incredibly short sighted. Right? You can't if you can't appreciate John Cena. Right? Yeah. You're a short sighted yeah, wrestling yeah, yeah. fan. Are you mad because your fucking kid wants you to buy him a fucking armband? <laughs> what? What is it? Yeah. I don't understand yeah. what the beef is. Fucking um. No, I look at uh, I look at you know I I think of the whole ascension of the click and how they fucking kind of did it their way, whether or not Vince was behind them. I think of WrestleMania 13 where they told Brett, "You guys can't have cut." Can you imagine that match without fucking Stone Cold getting cut? Fuck no, that wasn't on the docket. He did that because it was better and it was the right thing to do. Dude, How when many he kids up in the sharpshooter and that blood just gushed? Yeah, there was it's, a, that a puddle was world ring. fucking famous, dude. Big ass Ken Shamrock ripping him off, bro. That fucking that match. It, it's a it's the match. It's the template to teach kids a lot of shit about wrestling and psychology for a reason, man. So, so do do, do you think? Okay. Here's my question. And it's complacency. Do Undertaker you, you talked think... about it on the Rogan podcast where he's like, a lot of those kids are just happy to be there playing their video games, yeah. kicking it. Like, they're not... So, no, no one's out there trying... There's no sharks in the fucking pool anymore. What do you guys think about Taker's opinion of this generation being too soft? Like, I think he's how... on. I don't think it's but, their fault, though. So, the way he came off it was like he would rather walk into a locker room where people were doing fucking blow on the counter or like pass out with a fucking bottle in their hand. No, no, no. I, don't I think, think he was talking about drug abuses era. and the kind of shit that was happening before. I think he was just talking about but, like just an overall toughness and then and then an overall edgier product. But the product, the, the, the overall think, general branding of what's being produced out there, that's not up to the boys. That's a Vince McMahon thing. And he's trying to hit everybody. He wants to lock in the next generation of well, there, kids. There, there, he's got to stay good to the shareholder. There's a lot more going on than fucking early 90s WWF. Yeah, yeah there is a complacency too. I mean... I'm not back there, so I don't know. When I watch, there's still good matches, man. People shit on fucking Raw and SmackDown. It's like, I watch SmackDown every now and then. There's good fucking wrestling on SmackDown. I don't give a shit what anybody says. So I... I, I, I 
I don't know what what he means exactly. I don't think he was talking about he he prefer a locker room. Not not that he prefers it. He said it's like it's like he doesn't you know like he's not very understanding of when he walks into a locker room and people are just playing video games together. Well, you know? well, well. I th- I mean, I also think it's because the competition level is at a minimum right now. Back then, like you had to be. Like, you couldn't be playing video games with somebody that's trying to take your spot back then. The structure of the business was Right, too. now there's yeah. nobody trying to take your spot. The You're all in it together. You had to keep it hot for a second. Right. It's just yeah. a lot like more that, pressure you know, to do things differently. You know, and, and that and makes that's, the product That's like pre-WWE being a publicly traded company. That's what I mean. You know, where, you know if, if business is down... You know, yeah, you know, Vince will listen to your ideas or whatever the fuck, you know. Oh, now, they just didn't they just sell some shit to Peacock too for like a billion yeah. dollars? Uh like it was like one point four or something like that. One point four billion. Fucker. So the US network subscribers are gonna be rolled over into Peacock, which I don't mind because now I can watch the office again Ooh. now that it's not on. Oh, Netflix. okay, wait, so if you're paying nine ninety nine for WWE, that means you're gonna roll over into Peacock now? Yep. <coughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I'm down with that. Hell yeah. So uh, a couple things have happened since the last time we recorded. Uh, One, we have a new president. We do. Um, Yeah. Confirmed. Inaugurated everything. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Hey, well, well, you know what? They're still still trying to say that that the government is under the control of the military, Uh, so we still haven't told March. Okay. No, here we go. No. Just, it's like no, the cute kids. That. Just wait. Not no, no, just, just wait. No, no, I'm no. speaking from the cute kids. I don't believe oh, them. Fuckers, uh, we also had a, a, an insurrection at the Capitol, which was fucking wild. Yeah. Insurrection is such a gnarly word. I don't even like to call it that. It's a bunch of fucking nerds fucking dressed up. Domestic terrorists. Assholes. I'll, I don't even... Domestic no. terrorism, isn't he? Fucking Timothy McVeigh is a fucking domestic terrorist. Hey, hey, hey. He was a Bills fan. Be careful. (laughs) Those guys... uh, I see why he was pissed then. Right? (laughs) Wasn't there an article that said, like, why his fucking fandom, like, led to a portion of his depression? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) A real-life article. But, uh... Oh, fuck those guys, man. That's that's so... The whole thing is fucking They're just actors hired by Antifa... No, I think some of no. them were. I, I think some. I, it's just hired? a group of know. shitty bunch fucking of people. Bunch of opportunities. Okay, it's the on. same as any other fucking time. Rewind this real in the quick. Hold on. Year. These people really think that the government is stealing, stole the election, and is trying to implement a police state. Well, there's a Think better way than smashing through your into the, into the Capitol. Right. That's fine. I, I understand that opinion. But also, go about it the right way. You can't yes. go about it the right way. The whole system's corrupt. Blah, 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 See, so, but now, now here's my my here's my counter whatever argument to this whole thing was is, don't you think that gives them more more leeway to introduce the police state after you just. Fucking ransack the whole capital. I gotta tell you, man. I know there's a lot right? of there's like, a lot of red blooded, militia minded, Second Amendment motherfuckers where this whole they're gonna usher in the police state and they're gonna pull out martial law. It's like that road's a lot farther than you think. There's there's still a lot of Middle America that the FBI oh, won't even happen. approach. I mean, oh, it will see and for, that for a while. what you just said. No, no, no. Scares I mean, the fuck out of me because. 
If you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. You think the tanks just started taking out motherfuckers outlying on Germany? Like, you gotta know the history and we're like, that'll never happen. Careful with that, motherfucker. That's the scariest attitude right. you should have. Definitely not, it'll never happen, bro. It can for sure happen, and it can for sure happen over fucking night, dog. So, I'm very leery of anyone who goes, it's gonna happen, and very leery of people that go, it can never happen. Be aware, know your rights, I say get a strap, you know what I mean? Like, get your shit, yeah. you're allowed to fucking get them. It's not about hunting, kids, and you're about to find out the hard way if this keeps going sour. It's got nothing to do with hunting. It's about a fucking uh, shit government trying to do things they're not allowed to do. You're allowed to shoot back because America is fucking sick. And the founding fathers, in the midst of the French Revolution... got to understand when these guys drew up this paperwork. It's brilliant paperwork. The Declaration, the everything they put together in the start of this country is super smart, super forward-thinking... Very, very well thought out. It's like, you guys want to trash all that? Careful. It's an old uh, G.K. Chesterton quote. Before you remove any fence, you might want to pause and think, think about why it was put there. Do you think Trump was is, is involved with, with trying to... A lot of people think that, that Trump is a part of Q and it's, they're part of the resistance, but... Q should have blown its load by, by now, man. Since the day he got in there talking about draining the swamp, it's all about military tribunals. Wait till this happens. Obama's going to get arrested. Hillary's going to... They have all these claims of shit. And it's like, bro, four years? And they're still like, just wait. Right. What was yeah. the lie? They're going to release the Kraken. Right, right. Yeah. Stop yeah, yeah. it. Now there's like a new date to wait for in March sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's always... It's going to keep backing up. Yeah. And listen, dude... Some of the ideals that they're hoping for, I agree with. I lean conservative. I don't mind some of the things that they're interested in keeping a part of America. But, fuck me, fellas. <laughs> do, you, do you think Trump was a, is a part of the opposite? Like, What do you mean? I think he was a big part in like all those people storming the fucking Capitol because he... Fucking said. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do, do want to apologize. Said. I do want to apologize because last week there there was a little thing about saying that you know Trump kind of made people a little more racist or whatever. I and I didn't agree with you at the time. But then but you now that I'm fucking say it. Now that I'm seeing, he didn't everything, say anything in that speech. He didn't say we're gonna storm the Capitol. He says we're gonna go over there. I can definitely see it. Replay though. the shit. It's just like a lot of the stuff that poor bastard fucking did. So I was talking to this lady at work about that today. I was like, you know, I'm not a huge Trump fan, but man, if you can't see the media bias, oh, you're yeah. not fucking paying attention. You hear what he said? That's not what he said. You hear what he said? That's not what he said. But you know what? Like, he knows how his fucking fan base Didn't see, you is going to take See, it. that fucking, that, that is an, okay, so great. You, so well, you, you know what he was, you know what they were going to do. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. So dude. that's, you where know, do we draw the line then? Those are the same fucking people that when he says some fucking shit and people are like, see, well, that's not what he meant though. It's like, uh, but, but you said he fucking, you like him because he means what he says. Now he doesn't fucking mean what he says. Yes, he didn't say those fucking words like, go fucking grab so-and-so and hang him. But when he says, let's fucking, you know, like, let's get down there. 
He knows his fans are like Trump says. Oh, oh I, I got you. Shit. I got you. I got you, Don. See that uh. that that's kind of where you do kind of step back and and distance yourself. You don't kind of you you don't attach yourself to them a little bit, like especially for Don Donald. That that's where you just say I'm not with it. I denounce it. Yeah, and it's weird Perfect. because like. It's not like it should be damn bad. He step did down. that shit for Charlottesville, and you still hear people go, "He supported the." Remember, there's good people on both sides, and they say that one thing. It's like, did you listen to the rest of the fucking? That's what I'm talking about. It's like these. It, yeah, but the, okay, it's a little clunky right, to me. Well, where it's like, yeah, bring that up. But the whole at thing the same now? time, okay, now if that happened to me and I was in Trump's situation, I would know what to say by this yeah. point. Exactly. Like, how am I still making the same There's, mistake? These people aren't putting America first. They're it's putting not, Don first. And it's fucking weird. Mm, I see what you mean, but I don't think everybody's putting Don first. I think they think what he's doing is putting America first. So that's where their support is led. Because he's the only one. They believe in the idea when he says things like, They're not coming for me. They're coming for you. And I'm in the way. A lot of people think that's a pretty valid ideal. The um, no, I just don't like. It's it's unfair. I was talking to our niece about that kind of thing. I was like, you know, I, I hope that the media has the same kind of magnifying glass over Joe like they did with they Don. Won't. It's obvious. It's they already won't. happened, bro. Here, think of this. Joe goes out and he makes he he does a. Uh, he makes it what what. It, an executive order where you can't wear masks on federal property. But you can't? Where, where you have to. Oh. An executive order where you have to be masked up on federal property. What's he doing all the next day? Walking around federal property with no mask. What the fuck would you do? If, if that was Trump, Trump did that? People would lose their fucking mind. They asked the White House press secretary, Wait, what's going on with that? Oh, well, he was celebrating. It was a momentous occasion, inauguration. I was like, wait, wait. Haven't you guys been, like, arresting people for funerals and weddings? Aren't those momentous occasions? Mm. In the grand scope of the human race, don't you think saying goodbye to your grandpa is a lot bigger deal than Joe Biden walking around after his inauguration? And, but, the way, but seeing it, the adults are back in the room. Now we're going to have full transparency from the White House. But then the press secretary says some shit like that. Can you imagine if Trump gave an executive order that he didn't follow himself and the press secretary yeah, said, no, because it'd be a Sean Sp- it'd be on, it'd be a fucking gimmick on fucking Saturday Night Live right. the oh, next yeah. day. Oh, yeah. They'd be a bunch of morons. Trump would be this fucking this demagogue. It's like it's, it's not fucking fair. The magnifying glass that they put on that orange man is not the same that you're going to get with Joe. So the criticisms from the general public who follow these streams of media, it's not going to be an equal footing of understanding. Yeah. It, it, that that kind of stuff as an American bothers me. It's like, dude, hold on, dude. If the old if the other guy would have done this. You guys would have lost your fucking mind. He does it. Well, it's just celebrating. It's like, it's the same gag. It's all fucked up, man. And that, that kind of stuff bothers me. It's like, what does that, guys. I mean, does that, that also comes down to the type of media that, that you follow. And now you can't follow certain media outlets with opinions because... 
Well, here, for the next four years, right. we're going to hear right. about how Joe can do no wrong. And trust me, if you're paying attention, you're going to notice the, the pipeline. He's already done a couple of oh, things yeah, where it's like, I don't understand then, what the fuck's going on then here. Then flip it to Fox News where for four years you're going to hear how he does nothing but wrong. I promise that's not going to happen. Fox News isn't going to Fo- be like oh, that. Bullshit. Fo- Fox, New- Fox, Fox News. Already, bullshit. Fox has already News been eating shit. Yeah. It's already yeah. started. He's been in office for fucking... Well, Fox News is week. scared. Fox News is scared because they already know that that um, if you show your hands to a certain political party, Bro. that you're going to be screwed. Amazon and Google and all you these gotta places... you got to think of the cultural milieu of the Democratic Party. From are, are showing you what they're going to do to you if you hold a certain view. The guy that they Especially want Twitter. is in office. We're talking about Hollywood. talking about big tech. We're talking about the bulk of mainstream media. And you're talking about, well, then you can switch it to Fox News. It's like, okay, cool. But in the tide of all this media, everything else we consume on this planet from this country is all Joe Biden thumbs up. So the general public is going to think this idea of him that's... Might not be accurate, and that's fucked up because, I mean, shit. Shouldn't it be like objective journalism? Shouldn't it be here's the decision, well, yeah, here's the effects it has on the American public. But no, we're not gonna get that. We're gonna get joining the Paris shit again is a good idea. Jumping back, dude. Tr- trust me when I say you can already see it. It's like, oh, this guy's just gonna get a bunch of fucking high fives and fucking thumbs up. It's the I don't same think it's thing. Be I that love. I was saying bad, to what's but... her name a couple days ago. I was like, I'm super stoked that Kamala Harris is a woman of color, and now there's younger women of color that get to see her wearing a suit. Is she and really one of highest... a woman of color though? She's pretty colored, Brian. She's wait, like... wait, hold on. But how much? She's not African American like she claims to be. She's, She's Jamaican and fucking Asian. Okay. Uh, but the uh, my point is, it's a good, it's a good thing because. I was, I was telling, dude, there's a, a escape video out and there's a couple of kids talking about like racism and it was a pretty insightful thing from young people and there were a bunch of black kids and the, their, their comment was, you know, if you're watching the news and every time you watch the news you see a dog and every time you see a dog, the dog's ripping someone to shreds, when you see a dog in the street, you're going to be fucking scared. And he's yeah. like, I think a good portion of like racism or like prejudice comes from that angle and i couldn't agree more if all you've ever been presented if, well, if yeah, black every people time I turn on the have radio, only uh, ever been presented news, as shitty people black fucking there, there's somebody that has a yeah somebody committed a crime with the that's what i'm saying and so black. yeah it, this isn't an argument dog this is 100 percent across yeah. the board every fucking movie every tv show you know what i mean like just very right. recently has there been like... I'm not saying that as a racist. I'm saying that because that's what I see. I'm telling you right. I agree you that that's I mean? why a lot of right. people have these yeah, prejudices. Yeah, I just to get that out. And these black kids were kind of pointing that out. They're like, you know, if you only know what you're told and all you're told is that black folks are this, that, and the other. So I like the idea that there's representation in a high space of office for a young woman of color to look up and be like, I don't have to be Cardi fucking B to be important or be of an influence. I can be a real life thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, are we just going to ignore that she was a shit fucking attorney general? Mm. Are we just going to ignore that she's a subpar politician? Like, you understand what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird give and That's take. The same argument. Yeah. We're 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 dealing with some shit. 
I like Westwood. You know, you get the you get the leaders that you deserve. In the last four years, we might have deserved Orange Man. These four years, we might deserve a an okay politician, vice president, who usually, you know, vice is usually just a space holder. They don't really do anything. But dog, they also end up becoming president <laughs> after the big homie's done. There's a good chance Kamala Harris is president in four years. I don't think yeah. Biden's going to run again. I, I, I always think... Yeah, I don't think so. Me either. I, I always think sh- Trump should have just conceded. My, I think he should have said. I think he should have conceded. I think he should have said something like, you know "I would what? have, I would have had so much more respect for him if he was like, you know what, we didn't get this, you know, this go around. Next go around, I'm coming back again." I think he should have said, "Hey, I unfortunately proved what I set out to prove, and it was more about a political point than an election, and it's about the American dream is fucked." Well, that's if you would have came out and said some shit like that. That's why I, I agree a bit with right. what dude was saying, where a lot of people are. Um, I don't think the supporters are putting Trump first before the country, but Trump put himself up because he fancies himself as I'm the one fighting for America. But it's like, now nah, if you were fighting for America, you would have jumped on some sort of unity situation once you knew. Right. Once all those courts rejected your idea that the whole thing was rigged, like once all those avenues played out, you should have took a knee and said, okay, well, here's the next step. Let's do this, this, a unity thing. I mean, but I can talk shit, too, because Biden and all them ran off of, I'm not going to be a Democratic president. I'm going to be an American president. And now we need unity. And after it's like, yeah, but the stuff you say and the stuff you do, you don't really promote. You you, you talk that shit, but you also say stuff like, what are we going to do with all these fucking Trump? Now we got rid of him. Oh. Now what do we do about his supporters? It's like, that's AOC. not very unifying, dog. Like, who the fuck are you kidding? Yeah, now, yeah, after we won, now we have to go out. Now we got to get rid of the rest of these yahoos who believed in him. It's right. like, that's not very unifying, dog. I thought you were going to be the American president. Send them back to Europe where they came from. <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> Eastern European jizz. So I have a, I have a uh, switching gears, like, majorly. Um, <laughs> I saw somebody, or not somebody, but like a couple people online, and I've seen the videos on on TikTok where it's either um, a guy talking to his girl or a girl talking to your guy, and like either the guy has a girl best friend or the girl has a guy best friend. And their partner just isn't with it because they're of the opinion that platonic isn't. A they thing. just want to fuck you. They're not wrong. So you're you're absolutely right. And so you know it's always like the partner's like ignorant to and like well no like Tommy would never try and fuck me. But Shut like, we're the just fr- fuck he's been my best up. friend since high school. He's wanted to and then the since guy high the guy will be like oh yeah call him up and tell him. That we just broke up and you, you need a shoulder to fucking cry on. And Can then, I come over? Boop, 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 boop. You know? And Hey, hey, Tommy. Yeah, me and uh, me and Dave just broke up. And I just I just really need you right now. Can I come over? Tommy dropped yeah. everything. Yeah? Hell yeah, you can, you can come over. I've been, I've been waiting for you to drop that motherfucker. Just blah, blah, blah. You know? It's it's not very supportive of your relationship, babe. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, and then, it's nonsense. And then the guy would be like, "What the fuck? See, I told you, you know." Yeah, no, it's real. I try to have some faith in humanity, but I also know what's up. So, any sort of dude, like, no, he's just a really nice guy. I'm like, you know what? 
you might be, you might be right. Because I have, I mean, and this only came in with my experience dealing with like church kids because, you know, the eyes don't lie, demeanor, how people get, how you talk to certain people. Like, I did see adults genuinely helping and caring for other people with no sort of like sexual energies if that makes sense you know what i mean and like so i do believe it's out there but i also am going to be a little bit prejudiced to the idea if it's not in church and that's even a pretty loose (laughs) pretty open fence i don't i don't believe it if you're just a regular ass 20 year old and you don't have like you know, you don't pay attention. You don't believe in an objective moral responsibilities. You don't have a relationship with intrinsic God. And you don't feel accountable for your action. If you don't have all those things lined up in your conscious and they're not part of your moral fiber. If you're just a regular, we're just here to fuck, evolution, spread the seed, I'm basically a good guy. Like If you're a pretty standard American 25 year old. And you're going to tell me that he's that guy is just a good guy. You're fucking lying to yourself, dude. Yeah, that I've, guy will fuck your wife I've, tomorrow. I've had, you know, I have like a bunch of females. Like, I, I get along really well with females. And I think. I like making them laugh. I, I, a, lot, a lot of it has to do with the fact that growing up, like, it was mainly my mom and my sisters. That yeah, I, you guys I got had. super like matriarchal setups. So family for sure. you know when it comes like uh, I'm the like protective guy friend, um, but I will give you an example like my like my friend uh, Amy, uh, who I used to work with um, in California. Uh, like I I I love her to death. I also like. Almost immediately, just because she's such a good person, like fell in love with her, um, and never told her that. So if she listens to the podcast, like, <laughs> you just <laughs> caught yourself. You're like, shit, that just came out loud. Yeah. That's funny. But uh, you know, I know, like you, you, you talk about how like you're big on like reading the room. Like I can read the room, like as far as our, our situation goes, and like it doesn't change anything about our friendship. You know, um, so I'm able to kind of separate the feelings from the friendship and always just be there, be there for her when she needs, right. uh, with, with her, like I could never do that. Like, oh, you, oh, you broke up with your man? Like, yeah, let's hang out, blah, blah, Like I couldn't ever do that with her. Yeah. It's kind of awkward situation throw yourself in there's a freedom into being married when it comes to that kind of stuff because if you're just committed the idea that you're sacrificing any other physical relationship with any other girl because you're committed to a single one and that's a sacred ideal to you it really opens it up where you can be free to just be helpful to just be funny to just be you know insightful and try to like help and 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 give advice and shit there is a ton of that at Memphis. Yeah, there is a ton of those little twenty-year-old hosts, and some of them. I mean, they were all beautiful. I was like, you know what, dude? You, I could see how a dude can get in trouble with this. You know what I mean? You're older. You're a bit more established, a bit more confident, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys who wear a wedding ring who don't have 
you know, they don't hold it as sacred, you know, as, as, as say a Christian person who in, in my mind, I made a vow in front of both our families and God that I wouldn't do anything like that ever. And it's like, I'm not down to piss my king off like that. And I'm not going to disrespect her and her family and my own family off of some ass, bro. Like that's the craziest part when you hear how dudes have thrown away their whole fucking family to like bang a chick. It's like, dude, you're fucking crazy. You threw away the whole living Damn. room, so you just can got down watching Tiger Woods too. Well, that see, dude. I mean, I, I can't even I can't even speak on that because that know, amount of temptation is I don't. I'm a funny dude, <laughs> but I'm not Tiger motherfucking Woods where there's just super duper duper fines constantly throwing themselves at you like. I don't know. I'll never pursue anything. If something fell in my lap, I definitely That's wouldn't it. know to pump the brakes and get out of the room. But my goodness, I have a, I have a, I have a little bit of sympathy for those poor bastard athletes that. Yeah, because he think was never that, that good looking. He was never like that type of guy to get ass. But now, now that he's in the, he's been working on being an elite athlete since he was fucking <laughs> six years old. Right. Like yeah. the dudes had shit to Probably do. Probably lost his virginity to the girl that to to. His wife. I mean, who knows whatever it is. I'm just speaking right. on the idea of that that amount of temptation is f- fucking otherworldly. I mean, it comes to a point where they just got to, like, take this yeah. kind of bullshit position that they're on. Well, I'm a sexual addict. Welcome to the club, motherfucker. Like, who are you? Like, that's the funniest thing when I hear guys talk about being, no, I'm a sex addict. I had to go to rehab for sex. So is everybody, you right? fucking clown. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Stop it. Oh, you like sex? Oh, I can't even imagine what that's like. <laughs> how, how can you enjoy that? What's that like, man? So you think about it all the time? Like, yeah. You ever been a fucking 15-year-old boy or a 32-year-old woman? I mean, yeah, there, there is something that a celebrity, I mean, kind of does need to get off his chest. Sort of like, you know, like how you were saying, I would never know. That's why I didn't fucking hate Pence that so much. Or those, those leaders that are like, yo, man, I, I won't go to dinner without, a fuck, without my wife. I won't be in a room alone with a girl. A lot of feminists got fired up about that. I was like, oh, he thinks less of women. I was like, he oh, thinks less of himself. Pence's wife? Yeah. That was Pence's wife. Well, he said he was like, "I'm just, I just don't, you know, I have, I just don't, I, I have a general policy." Yeah, yeah, and like I, I was like, "Yeah, I kind of feel him on that, yeah. dude." Like, uh, Billy Graham had this yeah, old, an old famous hey. thing about that. He was never, he never allowed himself to take a meeting with a woman alone. He, if dude, he was, if, if he that, was that, in his that's office, good on two sides because then she can't claim shit on you. Oh no, and bro! Two, because girls will have... grab you by the throat and be like, "Oh, so you just think if you're with a woman, you can sleep with her? Oh, what are you, an animal? You can't control yourself." And yeah, that's start, true. It's right. like oh, yeah, half of me wants to be like, "Uh huh." <laughs> like, <laughs> right. sorry, like I don't know why you're so upset about that, but it's like, sorry, you, honey, it has a life of its own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, in a weird way, I want to be like super you're never arrogant, a dude. teenage boy. <laughs> And, and, and saw a girl bend over with their oh, thumb. Everybody so has that right? period like in their life, in their, like, their young adult lives, where you would have just fucked anything that moved. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you would have fucked a vacuum of this. And, and if you let that trajectory go, and you never get a hold of it, and you're an attractive, charismatic person, and that flow, that volume of sex never stopped, that 14-year-old... Right. 
get it when you get it that never ends you know what i mean like you're stuck in that that flow of you know sexual fucking activity it's it's a it's a pretty gnarly thing but I, I I always want to be like I mean half rude to chicks like oh so, so what if you're alone with a girl you just assume you could sleep with her I'm like if me and you got locked in the bathroom for two days you would fuck me at the end of that two days <laughs> I promise you we'll be best friends I'll make you laugh I'll listen like stop it well, you think you're the shit I'm just letting you know. That this is fucking how it works. It would turn into Brendan makes me smile so much, bro. It's fucking it, I, girls that talk like that that get so offended at the Billy Graham method and the Mike Pence statement. It's like I, I think you have a super unrealistic idea of how human beings interact. In my opinion, maybe I'm overly conservative. I, I always thought school. it was Joe Biden, not Mike Pence, that had that. Nah, he's just well. He's he he's like overt Christian in his like presentation. Well I mean actually I think I'm saying I think Joe Biden should actually lock be... it up. <laughs> Why? Cause he's a fucking freak. You think so? Yeah. Cause he'd be smelling bitches. Yeah. Hair How many shit? fucking allegations was it twenty six that Joe Biden has? Is oh it? no, that's uh that's Donald, that's, isn't it? Is it Donald? Donald's a Donald. fucking Billionaire well, from hey, New York, dog. That fool's. Hey, I'm not off. claiming any one of them. You know, I'm. I'm. You know, so you can say whatever. I'll you go want. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go back to my previous statement. I, 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 I'll agree power. with you on most of the shit too. To be honest. So a couple weeks ago, our, our last episode, um, we uh, we tried out this thing where I brought up some uh, some hip hop artists Yay, and just asked you guys like fun. the first the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear them. So. We'll be doing that every week. So I got a, uh, I got a, I got oh, a list of five for you guys. Hell yeah, five piece. Uh, number one, Big L. <gasps> Big L. Oh, no one Best talks about lyricist. Big L anymore. Was a Big L. digging the crate Big records? Big yeah, back digging in the, day. in the crates, man. That Joe and him. Yeah. What was his? It was. It wasn't called Ebonics, was Flamboyant. it? Yeah, Ebonics. It was called Ebonics. Yeah, where he goes through all the fucking little terms. Yeah, all, all, yeah. Man. Yeah, Dragon Bread, fucking, yeah. Big L, best lyricist. I think he's the best lyricist. I remember life. hearing his uh, freestyle. I think... I mean, Big Pun. That's another guy who never gets no love anymore. See, generations, man, the history books get thinner and thinner the farther yep. time goes by, man. Hella kids don't know who Big yeah. L is. Even more... I mean, no. Hella kids don't know who fucking Big Pun is. Even less know who yeah. Big L is for sure. But Big L was he? Was he on that track with Migos? <laughs> that motherfucker took what, like, what, something crazy, like seven to the face or some crazy shit, dude. Because his brother. That, that's, that's how I remember the story. His brother pulled some shit, and that's the guy who tried to get, get him back. Butthead. Oh, uh, <laughs> fun, fun, find fun. Find my soap boxes. Find my soap boxes. Get what the Big L. Yeah, good for him. Number two, Ludacris. I think he's underrated as a rapper. I actually do too, man. You know, I know a lot of people who didn't like that uh, happy-go-lucky I didn't like the commercial style. stuff. I didn't like the commercial right, me either. Picking my boogers and flicking them. I thought that shit was hilarious. Especially at the time too, man. It was corny to me. I didn't. I, I I I thought that hip hop needed a little dose of corny after, because for me the only like corny rapper anybody ever gave any love to was any like Redman, 
But then, like, Ludacris kind of brought it to a whole other space. Eminem kind of has some goofy songs. I was going to say Eminem, too. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, they were goofy, but it was, they were dark, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think there is a darkness to Eminem's I think, I, I think, I think Luda, I think Luda is Hell of probably an actor too, by the, the way. most yeah. underrated lyricist. I, I it, you bring Redman up, and I think Redman's the most underrated, underrated lyricist of all time. So but I think fun. Luda is right there too. I yeah, I, I could see that. Redman, Redman, hands down. No matter what argument I try to bring up in any other, you know, Redman is the most underrated. That's the one you're most solid on. Yes, yes, and yeah. But, but as yeah, far as Luda goes, Luda, I think he's he's the most underrated lyricist. Right. Lyricist, yeah. I, Good he, actor. Great I, actor. I always for, thought yeah. his albums were fun, you know? Yeah. I didn't mind it. Uh, so number three? The me. intros, too. The intros. He always fucking kicked the Funny dude. Yeah. yeah. Funny guy. So number three, sticking with uh, the ATL. Outcast. Oh! <laughs> Everything you hear is true. Man. They should be on everybody's Favorite. top ten. They, yeah. Probably the best duo in hip hop by yeah. by kind of a lot. Yeah, I think of period best duo ever. Yeah, they they deserve they deserve the accolades. So we're talking about the history books getting thinner. And they thinner. brought in when the South has got a single chapter. They better have a paragraph. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever get another Outcast album? No. Do, will we even the last one was a split wasn't that yeah. the last one yeah big boys was still kind of hip-hop with based. the way things are going i wouldn't be surprised i would love it i'd be very excited for that like a i think andre tour. is like super over the idea of hip-hop. i think we get a reunion tour before an album but i don't know i think yeah like how they were split the last time i think we would get an album a split album like an andre 3000 and Big boy. I don't boy. Want, I, would, I would want a fucking a full on Outcast album. Yeah, I want. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I don't know. Old we, school. We might get that. no. Yeah, and Outcast. Fun man. I'd be so songs. excited for that. I know. Just put out a little six piece, man. Right, a little EP. That's what everybody's doing. EP, now. Yeah. Corrupt. I actually thought he was overrated. I didn't. I didn't think Corrupt was that much. Corrupt and Daz were always like mainstays because I, you know, I was real big into Death Row Records and that whole little Long Beach vibe. I knew that whole yeah. little clip. That's I'm surprised I really you said love that about them because I always thought you had a different. Oh, I love yeah, I'm mean, dude. You know me since I was a kid. That whole that Long Beach crew of Death Row was always like I loved all that shit, but I just don't think he, you know, he's he's a mainstay. I think he gets more of his uh, pizzazz came from like his. Legit gangster life. I don't know if Brian's ever heard this story, but I met Corrupt when I worked at the Best Buy in Porter Ranch, California. Um, it was a Sunday. I uh, we had we had a, an end cap full of a, fuck. What album was it? Roscoe fucking uh, what's the name? Roscoe. Yeah. Yeah. Roscoe what, was Roscoe was West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he comes in with like two other guys, and me and uh, a couple of my coworkers. First thing we notice, death row chains. Fuck yeah. And then uh, my, um, me, me and my friend Diego are looking, we're like, is that corrupt? It's like, oh fuck, that's corrupt. What? How small he is, I'll whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, 
neither one of them wanted to go fucking like say what's up. So I was like, that's funny. Fuck, oh, fuck that. Right. So I walked right up to him. That motherfucker breathes and bleeds just like yeah. this. I was like, uh, I was like, what's up, fellas? And then uh, so corrupt goes, hey, what's up, man? He's like, he's like, is, is this album selling well? He's like, he looked like corrupt, don't he? He was like, he put the fucking CD up to his face. He's like, <laughs> don't he look like corrupt? I was like, yeah, man, I don't know who the fuck you are. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like, I was, I told him I was, like, I came over here, so I was, uh, I was wondering if I can get your autograph. This pussies in the back were trying to see yeah. you. <laughs> so, at the time, uh, this was, it was either just before Monique was born, wow. or a little bit after, and I had quit smoking. So I used to fucking, uh, you know, like smokers, like always have to have fucking something in their mouth, you know, to help yeah. fight the urge of having a cigarette. Right. So I used to fucking chew on my pen caps constantly, but I had my pen cap on my fucking clipboard, and the only thing I had. I had for him to sign was uh, I had just printed a copy of my schedule for the week. <laughs> He's got his schedule. <laughs> yeah. So I just flipped it over, you know, blank side, and he fucking signed it, you know. Uh, but fucking corrupt stole my fucking pen cap. Cocksucker. That was the only thing I could think of the rest of the fucking day. Like, yeah, cool, I got fucking uh, his autograph, but he stole my fucking pen cap. Because <laughs> you're sitting there trying to chew on it. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like them a lot, but you know, and you know what? Here, I'll let me explain yeah. why I say he's overrated. Because remember, I don't think he's when, when, I think when, you, just, you try to use big words. No, I, I just well here. Uh, let me explain. Eminem put him on that list. Oh, yeah. Biggie, Jay Z, Tupac, and Biggie. Andre Outkast. Jada, corrupt Nas, and then me. And I thought I was like corrupt, really. And I thought, I wonder if he's just hmm. throwing that in. Because he's... Because he's... That little, guy, yeah, right? it made sense to oh. kind of throw in that little angle of it. But yeah, I... Uh, then why not Then why not say Cube, then? Oh, yeah, because Cube is better. I think Cube, that's a good argument. Is Cube corrupt better? I think... I mean, mm. dude, if you're looking at, like, just sheer, like, songs that they wrote, and you gotta go, like, the all... Most of N.W.A. shit... Yeah, all the good West Side Connection shit. Yep. all the good solo Cube shit. To me, like that's a silly question. It's like, dog, yeah, Cube. come on. And I'm yeah, a corrupt man. fan. It's not like I don't know the fucking songs or I didn't hear the albums. But listen to what I just said, dog. Ice Cube has wrote fucking classics for fucking like four decades for like, generations. Of yeah, that. he has generations of hits. Like that's fucking cool. That that guy writes shit. Especially the NWA shit, it's, you know what I mean? Like that—that that was that was some that's some world-changing shit. Yeah, for that. I mean, if, uh, if you just check the 80s, quality 90s. from like from what Cube was writing to NWA albums without him, oh yeah, it, you know it's it's Got a big it. difference. Yeah. So, number five, you'll like this, Bone Thugs. Oh, hmm. the best. Uh, well, I mean, for me, they were like the fucking. I my favorite thing about them was because we grew up with like a group of friends. We weren't like solo kids who just had you know. It, it was never just me and a buddy. There's always like a, you know four or five of us together, and I always and you know when you're rolling around with boys, there's like this competition of cash, competition who's got the biggest fucking bag of weed, who's got who can get pill. Like there's always competition. Everyone's trying to win within the group, and that always bothered me. And I like that Bone Thugs and Harmony would have lines in their verses 
talking about how the other homie's crazy. Crazy Bones got several lines and all and all the songs about you know what one of my favorite ones is, um, off from the bus stop to get some booze. I don't really drink, but it's for my trues. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you know he doesn't drink, but he's going to get some beer for his boys. And then Lazy Bone talking about like you don't want Leatherface coming for you. He's talking about Crazy Bone, or you don't want Biz and Busy Bone talking about boy, you don't want flesh on that ass. Like they're warning, and, and to me, it's just much more impactful. If Brian's talking shit to somebody, it's not as impactful as if I walked up and went, "Hey, dude, you don't want Brian to fucking come over here." Right. That's infinitely more like, "Yo, man, what the fuck?" I thought that was sick how they represented each other. Their own little language, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm a California kid when it comes to like hip hop. You know, I lived there for a long time. That's the style of hip hop that was in the house most often. But boy, I knew everything about East 1999, the Claire, Cleveland. Like I knew all about their map, how they talk, their own little language. The fucking they're from 99th Street, and they used to call it the Double Glock, Double Nines. I just so creative, the style, the harmony, the way they represented each other, the way they brought in Mo Thug family to try to like bring in more of the homies in. Just everything about them I really, really enjoyed. And, you know, I like to decipher stuff. I like to get into words and lyrics. I'm a huge lyrics guy, so, I mean, there's nothing funner than reciting a Bone Thugs and <laughs> Harmony verse perfectly. Yeah, anybody, anybody who's ever sang along with a song... It feels good when you nail it. If you can get a whole busy bone verse down, you feel like a fucking god that day. Like, so what's, it, they're the funnest. What's more impressive, nailing nailing a verse from Bone Thugs or nailing a verse from Busta? To me, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, Busta was just fast. It wasn't yeah. hard to figure out. Bone Thugs and Harmony cut their words up. Like, you know, it's funny. You could recite Bone Thugs and Harmony slow. But it still sounds fast by the way they cut it up. If you just said a Buster Rhymes verse slow, it will still it'll be slow. Does that make any yeah. sense? Like, I, I just do a lot real creative. Um, I yeah. mean, Buster Rhymes is his live. You ever see him live? You're like, yeah, there's a reason that motherfucker's a legend, dog. Like, yeah, love, and he's jumping Buster. around, and he's getting it out. It sounds great. And I'm super critical of fucking hip hop performances, dude. Most hip hop concerts are fucking garbage. But you just go for that. the experience of but, it. But he's 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 up there with like the brother Ali's and shit, where you're just like, yo, man, this is a live fucking concert. I think Brandon dude. touched on everything about Bone. I I was my my sister to this day. I got, I got to give it up too. Brandon put me on Bone. Like give like that dude. They were the shit, man. Talking I think crazy. Brandon was Bone's biggest fan <laughs> for a while, dude. I'm. I was just gonna say, Lindsay. To this day, she'll walk in. My sister will walk in and be like, "Hey, Bone." She'll still call me that forever. And I fucking was a. I smoked so much weed when we were kids, and they were. They had the best weed songs. Yep. The oh, best yeah. weed songs. Yeah. They smoked a bunch. They're a group of guys. Like I, I really, really liked everything about them and even now dude i don't listen to that at all anymore i'll put it on if i'm alone in the car i can still like remember every fucking word it's like damn that's how much you listen to this shit 
that you can listen to it 20 years later and you still remember the fucking <clears throat> words. I do think they fell off like crazy, though. They well, came out it's hard. They came out when out. I was a senior in high school. Hmm. So that was a fucking long ass time ago. I'm fucking old. <laughs> and I remember I bought there, there was a game uh, for the original Xbox and like the PS2. Um, it was called uh, True Crime Street, uh, Streets of LA, and it was like it was kind of like a like, like a GTA clone, but it was like in Los Angeles with like you could like I could drive from downtown LA to my grandma's house like that well laid out as far as like legit yeah that's dope but like the bonus was you got the true crime streets of LA soundtrack with it and it had fucking Thugger Shruggish Bone on it Uh, like that was the main reason yeah so that was the main reason why I bought that that's crazy That's, that's funny that's crazy though how Bone was from Cleveland from the east coast but they touched down on the west coast so much because like their sound and ruthless everything. records, they're ruthless, like yeah. besides besides easy Bone Thugs and Harmony was like ruthless records thing. I don't think they would have fell off because I think Tupac was gonna make Amaru records and right. Bone Thugs was gonna be their first yep. thing. And you think about what they were featured on, dude. They have they have they have real songs with Pac while he was alive, not like some and recreated some of in post best work too. The love, oh, dude, fucking that song. Is and it's great. crazy too because some of Biggie's he's best on Biggie. Was that Bone Thugs and Biggie yeah. song is fucking sick. And I love it so much because these were actual features. This wasn't something that happened after they died. Yeah, it was like they they popped together. together. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They made these songs together. together. They have a real song with Pac. A real song yeah. with Biggie and Doc. Legit, their Biggie song I think is one of the, be the best only people hip-hop. to have a real, a legit song with both. There Probably. might be, man, and yeah. that's crazy to me. Off think top. of that. Off yeah, top. I, that's those guys, fucking Bone Thugs and Harmony, man. That shit was fucking the best, dude. I, out of all the hip hop shows, I've definitely yeah. seen them the most. Just lot. I mean, in so many variations, they're always beefing. Crazy Bones first. That Thug Mentality fucking CD was sick, dude. With the Snoop and Corrupt. They got that song. The double disc. That fucking song is the shit. The one he's got with Cuban links and fucking Big Pun. That's another yeah. one. Crazy Bone. Crazy Bone's been in the studio with everybody. Busy Bone is the uh, Busy Bone right now, I think, is the one that's most active. I don't think None of them are really doing nothing. Busy huh? Bone is. I think Busy, yeah, I'd have to look, but I think it's Busy the one that's actually like, I like super Christian. Doesn't he like fucking have a lot of I don't think he's Christian. I thought he had a... All his, well, no, I mean, dude, I, it's he so funny. Be. I was like such a huge fan, but like I haven't listened to any. What was it? Lay Berna was or something like that was fucking Lazy Bones' first solo. I went through all their very first solo shit, and then I grew out of hip hop like pretty snappy into the millennium. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I uh, started listening to more fucking. Started getting old. It just didn't. I didn't. Nothing was fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's I for me. Why a lot, know, I, I, a lot, a lot of rappers aren't rapping that more anymore too, because the stuff they rapped about is different from what how they live today. So, like, how, how how do you put out? Like, I mean, how, how Chaos One actually is is a good example because like he just put out a couple new albums and stuff, but he's following a pattern that like he came in hip hop with, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I guess you could always... Everything circles back, too, so it's it's good for a KRS-One yeah. KRS album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that yeah, makes for, a lot of hip-hop. sense. Yeah, it's real good, but, I mean, how many people in hip-hop nowadays are going to sit down and listen to a fucking KRS-One album? They Very should. Few. I'd be interested to hear it's some a, it's, shit. It's a good album. He was always super political. He says some of the real shit in it. But it'll never get any recognition. Do you think there will be a day where, like, it like comes to you and be like, "Have you ever heard of Bone Thugs and Harmony?" And then, and then, and then somebody, and then, and then, somebody, and then somebody's like, "No!" And then the guy's like, "Oh my god, you gotta listen to this!" And then I like, love what? I think of that kind of stuff all the time. Well, I think that with how much music is out there and how specialized music is, they're not gonna have big conversations like that because it's gonna be so compartmentalized. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. there's just not. I, I I would like the kids to be kind of like hipsterish, you know, where they they know this stuff. I think me and Liz are still young enough at heart, and we if you're in the van with us when we have our weekends and we go out as a family, like they get a little bit of everything, dude, from fucking Johnny Cash to fucking Aesop Rock, like they yeah, you get, guys are they a get very everything, dude. Family. Liz has all her oldies, you know. Like when we put on like the family, she super was mix, obsessed with you know. NSYNC. Like it's 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 a lot. The kids are gonna get a little bit of everything, and Eli is getting like super super like musically inclined, dude. It's tripping yeah. me out. He'll start. He doesn't just repeat songs now. Now he like makes up his own while really? the song is on. It's fucking cool, dude. He's been killing it lately, man. The yeah. fucking skateboard, his little songs. Asking dude to put on WWE, I'm like, holy shit, it's happening. <laughs> my He's son, becoming a little boy. My boy. He's a good boy. Big Super heart. Good boy. Big heart. Just the sweetest. Better than his daddy ever was. That's for damn sure. That's the goal, right? Yep. Yeah. Just make him better than you. Make him better than you. I think we got our last topic, huh? Is that it? What do we got? Any, so anything one else? one thing that I, that I do want to want to start doing, and we'll. We'll try and get this uh, one per episode. Yeah, this uh, is fun. talking about different conspiracy theories. Ooh, this is fun. So the first one we have, <laughs> I love this. I love is it. about harp. Fucking hell! Uh, if those those of you uh, out there listening that don't know what harp is, it's H A A R P. Uh, it was funded by the Air Force and the Navy. It's a research program designed. Uh, Basically, weather manipulation, right? Yeah, it's a, it was designed to uh, to analyze uh, the uh, the ionosphere. Uh, the former president of Venezuela, Hugo Chavez, said that the 2010 earthquake in Haiti was caused yeah, by yeah. harp. Well, they, okay, they have 360 antennas, right, mm-hmm. on the ground facing towards the sky, and I think it's a, a can't. Each one of them generate 10,000 watts. That's 3.6 million watts. I don't know enough about like atmospheric science to know what that entails. The legal amount for AM radio stations, whatever, it's only 50,000. So the legal amount that you're allowed to have to go, you know, to be able to read each other from antenna to antenna it's 50,000 watts this is 3.6 million so that so what do you guys think about being able to kind of militarize 
something like this. I, I agree it's with possible, it. It's possible it's being done. That's I, just I, I the way agree humans with it are. To the extent, because they started off doing it with the Navy, because what they wanted to do was lift it off into the sky and then give it to give information to submarines, right? That was how this thing began. Was because they wanted to be able to give submarines like cloud knowledge. information to things <clears throat> right. that are way deep underwater that yes. usually won't have access to the waves. Yeah, so that's how it started Frequency. out. Hmm. But like, I don't know. It's it's talking I about like, like this? we're about to go to war with fucking whatever, and you know what would really fuck their day up? A fatty seven point four. Yeah, like shit well, like that. Killing well, people well, it's not in just general, weather I'm just not okay with. It it's mind manipulation too. See, this is where, like, Here's, what are we speculating about? Like, what's actual? What is the science? Like, what is what's actually well, been like? It's Here's been, what it can it's do. It's been defunded and shut down since. Says fucking who? I don't believe a word of any. <laughs> yeah, of that I don't shit. either. Okay, but, wait, uh, hold on, wait. Like, go for, back because I, I for, think I'm gonna for it to, you know, if if it's true, and it can cause a fucking earthquake. A devastating one at that, because in 2010, Haiti got fucked up. This is, we should not be, this is finger of God shit, man. It, yeah, like, exactly. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It literally heats up the ionosphere. Yeah. Okay? So it creates irregularities. There it is. It creates. <laughs> so. Right? So, so I, you bounce it. Go ahead. I, I can also see how, like, it can be used for. Say California's on fire again. Fire it up, make it rain. Listen, right, dude, why you, you, you can why, fucking, why you you can build a fucking if foster a home with a hammer. You can also sink it in someone's fucking skull. It's but like, if it's a secret... Tools why? are always... It's up okay, to the okay, okay, it might be able to, you know, manipulate the weather. But if you can also manipulate somebody's mind, why would you put that out there? Like, you don't... Like, because like, if you can manipulate the weather and make Southern California... Better because well, it's gonna rain. Then great, but if you're also going to be able, if you're also going to be putting out more information that will, uh, you know, let people know that you can interfere with people's well, thoughts. It's, it's simple. You don't tell anybody you fucking made it rain in California. Right. So that's where the conspiracy is. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's why you don't get that. It's something, and Brandon like hit it right on the fucking head, like. Finger of God shit. Like, you're... Now you're just... You know, like, you're fucking with shit that... Dog, the balls of modern man freaks me out with shit like that. It's like, you don't think that just... The prime, natural, like, weather patterns... You don't you don't think there's something to it that we're just overlooking where you can just throw a wrench in that and there's not gonna be... There's not the possibility of, like... In my opinion... Shit works out fine on its own. Talking about just weather, you know what I mean? Like, rain happens when it has to happen. Shit happens when it has to happen. Let it fucking be, because I don't think we know enough. We haven't been taking... There hasn't been enough, like, there, enough... A timeline of super specific records where we can be confident in... What if we do this? What's the outcome? Like, I think butterfly effect type shit. It's like, oh... Oh, fires in California, fire it up, make it rain. Do we have any idea what that means to Guatemala in 50 fucking years? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I just, it's not worth the fucking beef with me. It's like, dad, I gotta be careful with that shit, man. 
It's so gnarly to me. Yeah. I mean, could... it's tied in to the Iraq War. Is it's, it? Yeah. Because... Talking about like the mind control sort of stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's evidence by that... the by the Iraq War. You mean the there's evidence that it was George used... Senior Iraq War. Uh, first, first, no, go? Junior, Junior. There, there's evidence that it was used to um, in, in the battlefield um, in the invasion of Kuwait. Uh, when the tanks rolled in, blast of frequency. It, and fucking no, well, well, no, because they uh, they just thundered it to. No, 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 no. Because no. I guess what it does is 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 it can boil up your insides or whatever, give what? you anxiety and give you the shits, give you the runs, you know, make you think all these crazy thoughts. So when these tanks rolled in, um, all these troops in mass, in mass numbers. Just gave up, rolled the white flags out, came out of their bunkers. I'm actually fine with that instead of shooting motherfuckers in the forehead, bro. Like, yo, if I can make a motherfucker have supreme anxiety, shit your pants in the midst of battle where you start waving the white flag, I'd rather roll out a fucking carpet of that first before we go straight fucking drones and airstrikes and shit like that where people aren't coming home. Because to me, the heart and mind can always be like reconciled you know what i mean like if you sit down with people in a spirit of love you can change minds and you can't do that to a dead man and that dead man's yeah. kids are never gonna see eye to eye with you you know what i mean it's just hate begets hate yeah but then who gets control of that though the fucking winner bro the way the world's always been so people i always had this conversation and it's like a cold-hearted one but to me it's just like historical fucking like global reality people talk about like oh you know the you know it comes up in this fashion i hate this language but it's just how it's talked about but like the white man came here and we stole all this land it's like i don't want to be a dick but how the fuck do you think all this works how do you think it's always worked you're just putting this you're putting this imagery of a white man colonialism came over and defeated the fucking the peaceful native americans which is there's so much wrong with what I just said. It's fucking insane. But that's that's the language of the story when people right. are going through the narrative. And you got to grab them real quick and be like, how the fuck do you think it works? This is how it goes. This is what happens. And you know what? You know how I might eat shit one day when China shows up here in the next 20 years and yeah. takes it from us. That's and then it's going to be like... This is how it works, motherfucker. Big dick eats little dick, bro. This is how it's been since all time. So when you say, okay, who gets control of that? The motherfuckers who are winning. And You guys you guys are a little younger, um, but I remember growing up, I was around like eight when Red Dawn came out. And like that was like a legit fear. Like... The USSR at the time, yeah, man, was going to fucking land somewhere, and fucking well, the, 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 and the shit was going to be on. Yeah, the submarines were going to pull up and nuke us. Yep, that shit's been a real beef since the fucking early sixties. It's okay, always going to be around. a real beef with like just. I mean, it's going to be a real a beef as long as there's nations vying for number one. I was reading this one historian talk about. In the recorded history, whenever there's a power shift in global powers, 97% of the time, it ends in fucking, like, military action. It's military conquest. It's not 
It's not economic. This is this is this is the beef between pathology and how some politicians want to get into conversations with China. Where it's like, are we going to embrace China and help each other economically, or are we going to close them off and keep our number one position? Because there's a couple different ways it can go. You cut them off, you tell them MAGA, and you fucking do our own thing. That can cause some hostilities. Or you try to invite them in and you try to do like, you know, more of a globalist approach. And then they go, they snuck in the back door and now we're fucked. It's like, dog, this, it's a lot of different, a lot of different routes, different strategies to consider when it comes to global power. You're talking about Red Dawn, you're talking about Communist Party, you're talking about all these different kind of things, the boogeyman that America has in the wake of its power, you know, at the, at the top of the food chain. That shit's not going away until you're not the top of the food chain. It's fucking terrifying if you think about it. Like, there's always someone gunning for that ass. It don't make me happy that China scooped up a shit ton of Hollywood studios so they can kind of sink in their messaging into our most influential form of media. Doesn't make me happy when you hear all these different kind of articles about middle American farmers getting these insane offers from Chinese government for their land. Doesn't make me excited when they, when That's you look at that. the contracts they started in 2017 in the Bahamas for military spots. Yeah, ma- mentioning Bro. farmers too. Hold on, but they, they, I mean, with Harp, you could help farm. You could, oh yeah, you could. And yeah. and and that, but uh, well, that's the but argument. What's the repercussion? Again, I get it back into yeah. like butterfly what, what, effect. Well, that, where it's the, like, well, well, that that's what it, I mean. They're really I mean because you can't you literally heat up the part of the atmosphere where clouds form, and you can heat it up to to a part to where you can make clouds form, or you can take a cloud and move it. So there's so many things you can big, do with this. Big shit. picture, do, careful, do you think, motherfuckers. Gosh, do you think if you know? It's scary. And I, I put if in, in quotes like, here, if the government were using something like HARP in order to gain a military advantage, do you man. would you put it past them to not even consider what the domino effects would be? You know, just like, bro. You know, it might, it might, you know, it might do this. It might do this. Uh, that's fine as long as we stay winning. Do I put that reality past it? Fuck no, dog. We live in Las Vegas, bro. You know what people used to do in the fucking back in the day as like entertainment? They'd watch the test sites. We would just blow up atom bombs in the desert and people would put on their sunglasses and sit on the hill and watch it. (laughs) Need I say more, dog? Like fucking bro. I've heard from numerous people since I moved out here that the valley is like, like anybody that's been here like a lot, like old people. Are fucked up because of it. Oh yeah, man, it's not yeah. a joke, dude. And you're talking about like fucking. Would you put it past the government to just kind of put its own public at risk in order to stay on top? It's like, have you picked up a fucking history book? Oh yeah, no. Dude, Break open some other. Operation Northwoods, dog, and tell me what you think about what these motherfuckers are capable of. I mean, because it's not just a weather programming thing. It's 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 way. Just way deeper than that. It's, that's not all that it is. I've only ever understood harp to be weather manipulation. It's dude. It's it's so much more than that. So because it, it's 
like I said, dude, I mean, fucking, dude, the amount of body that they're using. <laughs> think about what our what what we think. I start to get scared with brains. stuff like that like, when you when we like I, I brought up that Operation Northwoods in a space where they you know the American government has shown that they are down to sacrifice a chunk of their own people. What happens? And I don't know the narrative. I don't know the structure that provides this landscape. But think of a thing. Think of a a piece of time where they need a spike in cancer. And they just roll the vans through a couple of towns, blasting off your fucking, your thing you're talking about. Everyone, you know, everyone gets a little woozy for a minute and they're like, oh, what the fuck was that? And then 10 years later, everyone in that county has got fucking gnarly stomach cancer. It's like, that's so fucked up that that's possible that humans would consider that kind of strategy. And we're talking about lives here, man. Big government scares the fuck out of me, man. You break open some of those declassified joints, and the way that yeah, they're so willy-nilly with fucking people is fucking terrifying. I'm talking about people, man. Yeah. People with lives and kids and thoughts and dreams. And they aspire and they're scared, and you know what I mean. It's like, and, and you just, you guys just fucking burn them down on account of on I mean, account of power. Like, wow, man. And that's kind of how. Like harp really came to light was it was it was like some stuff that was declassified and somebody just happened to read the file the sticks. and we're like wait what's what what's you this? need these nerds motherfucker are we we got all the time in the world how how much time do you go through the declassified files and try to thumb through some new shit never in your fucking life we need these fucking nerds the, the thing that gets me is, is they say that it's a research program right but then why the fuck is the military involved. Well, I mean, they're involved in a ton of research. So programs. I mean, like, it's a research program trying to figure out how to manipulate like, the for weather. The universities, you mean? Yeah. Why? Why is the military involved? Why? Why? Why are they I mean, dude, running? The military is involved in everything because everything can be turned into a tool, into a weapon. You know. Right. It trips me out that Warren yeah, Braun, Braun, you guys are Operation Paperclip. He's yeah. one of the Nazi rocket scientists that got. His uh, his little record sanitized, and yep. he became you know, the forefather of fucking NASA and big deal in that department. That guy, he said it starts. He had he had this little uh, sequence where he said it's going to be communism, then it's going to be terrorism because communism was linked to nations. Terrorism is just a word, so you can be at war with a word forever. It's just it's it's never ending. And then he says, after terrorism, it's going to be space. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's always like the the government, the American government, has its military incentives planned out for the next fucking two hundred years on how to keep funding, how to keep Damn. research. How to keep the ball rolling when it comes to creating weapons of mass destruction, so to speak. Well, I mean, that's, that's you know, one of the uh, interesting things that, uh, that Donnie brought to us was Space Force. He gets it. Yeah. That's the next. That's the next round. Whoever whoever do, whoever dominates up there is going to have a yep. big hand to play down here. There's a ton of satellites up there. Lots to do. Lots to do. Uh, these things are so big and scary and it encompasses so many lives that aren't aware and it's it's so fucking frustrating to me cause I like I try to think of just a real simple 
just, uh, just how you think, like farmer life, man. Like, why can't everybody just stick to the living room, raise their family, work for their food, barter their skills? You know what I mean? Like, I even try to get, like, utopian in a space where maybe utopian, maybe just more, like, hippie-minded, bohemian, where, like, money's not even a thing. Will's an electrician. That's his trade. Okay, so when he needs something, he barters his skills. You have skills. You, you know what I mean? It, it, everything works on a barter system, on a trade, for my knowledge and my understanding and my skills for something that you can provide. And that's how this community runs versus a monetary thing, a piece of metal, fiat currency, you know, the system that we have now that you can hoard, that you can manipulate, that you can take. You can't take Will's fucking trade knowledge Here's away. the thing like, that you, you need know to look what I mean? into, like, look, fucking, There's something called the CARE. We're fucking up. <laughs> the CARE at C-A-R-E. It's the Charged Aerosol Release Experiment. And I think that has something the, to... The chemtrails? Chemtrails, yes. And I... Because the way, the way that they're releasing all these uh, chemicals into the air, I think that's a way for heart to communicate or to be able to use from what i understand those they are like loosely related how they let off like aluminum in the air so it kind of it primes the atmosphere to be more reactive to the kind of frequencies that heart puts out i you know i see a lot of those kind of uh those guys those 90 year old guys who have lived in places that have chemtrails and they talk about how the land's different he, they look at the sky and they look at the kind of clouds in the sky and they're like, those weren't like this when I was a kid. And humans, yeah. their lifespan isn't long enough for that kind of evolution in weather. <clears throat> yeah, and, like, the, and, the, and then yeah. right after... Well, they, weather's changed so much in 90 years that you know now it's a thing. It's like, the memory of weather is fucking long, dog. So to say that all these things have changed that much in 70, 80 years... Is fucking right. Bananas. Yeah, you, there's no get the fuck out scale. of here. And this is why I lean to that more conservative thing when it comes to uh, what's the big one everyone gets fired up about? Global warming. Mm-hmm. Like, do humans have a say in the in the warming of the earth? Probably. Is it enough to do anything you guys are talking about? No. no, that's no. still. I, I think I think honest scientists that aren't getting huge funding and tenure off of this kind of study. I think those honest guys are kind of like, it's a drop in the ocean, man. Like did you, we're not doing that much. Did you ever watch uh, Newsroom? It's a show. fake show, right? Yeah, it's on Peacock or whatever. Oh uh, no, it was Amazon. Uh, HBO. I think. Oh, oh Steve Daniels? Yes, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, you're, well, there, there's I, a, the one you're talking about is the one I'm talking about. Yeah. That one, yeah, yeah. So there, there, was a, there was that episode where fucking Toby from The Office was on. He was like a like a, a, a scientist mm-hmm. and was just brutally honest um, while being interviewed like during a live newscast yeah. of how like everything's fucked. There's nothing we can do about it but just be like, just write it out. Right. That's funny. Yeah, like there's, like if there's been damage done, there's there's no reversing it. Like, I have a hard time believing that because remember when COVID went down, they said that the ozone hole that was like above LA shrunk, the oceans were clean in like a weekend, 
the Venice canals had like fucking dolphins at the real Venice canals. Yeah. It was just like, I don't know, man. If if humans pump the brakes on their bullshit for a weekend. That's the thing, though. Humans can't. Fuck they can. Here's the thing. Won't. You know, the politicizing of global warming is hilarious to me because it's all about what America needs to do, what America needs to do, what America needs to do. It's like our global emissions, foot, the footprint America puts out into the ozone is so small. It's like... If you're a, a hardcore global warming activist, you need to be knocking on fucking Asia's door. Like, America's not the place to shit. We have rules in place. We're, at least we're putting up regulations yeah, that try to limit this shit. Right. You're like, America this. We need to do this. We need more tax dollars towards this. It's like, bro, there's a laundry list of places I would rather have my check going than this. We're not doing that bad in that department. There's other shit going on. But I'm a dick about all that kind of stuff. I look at the kind of Swerve money that goes potholes. into everything. <laughs> I mean, you ever seen that list of like where like universe university funding that gets uh, university funding that comes from government tax money? You seen some of the list of those studies? Yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. It's like there's hungry people. There's hungry people ten feet from my front door, and a portion of the money me and my wife were making. Goes to the fucking mating habits of fucking white pigeons in South Central. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, man? Like, what are we talking about here? Millions of dollars? Cut a check for the kids, dog. Fuck me. Freaks me out. Science is fucking annoying. <laughs> so let me let me ask you a a, a like a fantasy question. You I'm have the ability questions. with a snap of the fingers. Either world peace across the globe, or you fix everything wrong with the earth. So, Yellowstone's never going to blow. There's no more trash in the ocean. All the oceanic species are good. Every you know, There's no such thing as endangered animals. Yeah, I think mm. if the hearts and minds of the individuals that represent the nations of the world are so simpatico together, I believe the second the second option eventually plays out. I mean, there's no human endeavor that can stop Yellowstone from blowing that I understand, but you're talking about a lot of the damages of some of the things. If there's world peace and there's a general understanding... And like I said, the hearts and minds of the people that represent all these different nations that are at war, that don't agree, all these different ideologies, different perspectives and worldviews that cause this kind of damage. If all of that's taken care of under the umbrella of world peace, then I think all those other things kind of get worked out. Yeah, kind of. I mean, when you said, what would you rather have world peace or? I'm like, what the fuck could the or be? You know what I mean? Like, what else, what else could possibly come up in that... What are you going to list that's going to be better than everybody, you know, taking a knee to each other? That's why I try to explain to the kids about, like, heaven and stuff. Can you imagine a place where everybody agrees on something? Everybody, like, the, the reality of everybody's situation is so painfully true that there's no arguing. So whatever job you have, whatever the hierarchy is, whatever your space in the hierarchy is, like right now you go to a job, you get, you know, the guy above you doesn't work as hard as you. There's all these different human beefs. 
where you're like, oh, you fuck Ted. Ted's my boss, but he doesn't do shit. I do half his fucking job. Did it? I do it better than him. And there's all this, all this beef with the hierarchy because you're not where you think you should be. But what if the situation was that your space in the hierarchy is so apparently accurate, like it's there's no arguing with it. I mean, in all like in loosest terms, is God is in charge of the hierarchy there. So when you get to heaven and you're appointed your space and your responsibilities by the entity that created you, knows your heart, knows your mind, understands your personality to such a degree that where he puts you is literally perfect. And you're not the king. You're not, you know what I mean? Like it's not just, you got where you fit in is perfect. Like that's what heaven is you know what i mean it's a it's a pretty sick place a lot of people have this idea of the biblical idea of heaven where it's the it's not the biblical idea of heaven but it's what people who believe in the bible will even kind of espouse sometimes it's kind of crazy it's like this airy fairy constant worship floating on clouds Mm -hmm. babies and harps it's like no it's a new or they say the prayer all the time your will be done on earth as it is in heaven Heaven, there's a new heaven, new earth. It's going to be like this. We're going to live in buildings. We're going to eat dinner. We're going to have jobs. But there's no beef with any of those things. The human turmoil is not there because God organized it. And are you going to have enough balls to argue with God about your position? You're not. Because all that rebellious nature, if you held on it to the end of your mortal life... You're not in heaven. See, okay, well, here comes it's the argument. It's fucking crazy, dude. Here, it's sick. But, but here comes the argument. is because a lot of people want that on earth. So when you introduce somebody like, I guess you, we could say Trump, insert Trump for argument, wouldn't that be, well, this guy's going to give us everything we want, right? Like... So now that's the messiahship of Trump that Christians, a lot of Christians are guilty of, and it makes me fucking sick. Like they forgot who's really in charge. If you're a Christian, the question's easy. My kingdom is not of this nation. Whenever Jesus got pulled in any sort of political talk, that was his general kind of like that's what he would retreat into. You know what I mean? Pontius Pilate sits is, him is, down does, and he's talking that, shit. Okay, does that mean that it that is in the next life? Yeah, man, I was t- heaven, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, okay, but does it have to be the next life? Because uh-huh. I mean, well, because if, now in this life we live in a fallen but creation. If, but with what if in this men life? Women, but what if in this life you weren't uh, living under God's will? Well, we're not because we have okay, this well, rebellious then, nature that fucks it all up. What, 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 what about Christian the evil people? Free will. Yeah, we have free will, so, and we so, choose so to evil, go against God. 99% so you don't, th- so you don't think that the evil people living in this world today will go on into the next world and fuck that one up? No, I just said, because the people that aren't trying to be part of the program, they don't get there. I have a... But then, but okay, well, if they don't they get there, they're on the list, homie. Yeah, they're not, they, they ain't written in the book of life. But how, but then how do you get on the list? How How do I know that Free I'm admission. Blood of but the how family. do I know what I'm thinking is right? Because everything I'm told is wrong. Everything, everything I'm told I'm thinking is wrong. Well, because, I mean, to me, I come to the conclusion in Jesus for two reasons. The philosophy within the theology makes so much sense. It's so much more robust, and the explanatory power is so much greater compared to the other worldviews and 
major religions and spiritualities that I've looked into and been told about. And then just the historical precedence of he came back to life. If you're going to, if we're going to philosophize about the next world, what happens after you die, I want to take the perspective. I'm more confident trusting the perspective of the guy who was dead for three days and then came back to life like he said he would. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can all guess, but there's a guy, Jesus from Nazareth, and his go-to was the Hebrew Bible. So that revealed structure of truth is what he prescribed or what he endorsed, so to speak. And he pointed it out. Books of Moses, the prophets. I'm that guy. I am the Messiah, but it's not what you guys are thinking. It's not... It's not an Israeli thing. It's not a political thing. Do you thing. think it's an enlightenment? Do you think that like we, we advance into a different state of mind? Well, higher they say dimension? Paul talks about how Jesus is the first fruit. So when he comes back to life, his resurrected body is a transfigured body. It's still him. He points to, you know, Thomas doesn't believe it till he sees it. He's still got the holes in his hand. He's got the scar in his shit. It's him. But... The transfigured body and then some of the uh, verses in scripture that will kind of support the idea that we're, uh, for lack of a better term, downloaded. It's like, I look at it like this, where we're put into that space right below God, just above the angels, where our understanding of ultimate reality is so great. Like, right now we're a bunch of little kids, and if little kids go into the fridge... And they take out a popsicle and they drop it. They scream and cry. Because they don't know that there's a box of them at the store. That da- And the dad's, you know, the dad has that upper understanding of the reality. The reality is there's another fucking popsicle in the freezer. Right, right. We're sitting here crying over the spilled shit on the floor. But you back the scope up and the ultimate reality shows there's a box of them in hmm. there. And dad... Pulls out another one, takes the wrapper off, hands it to his kid. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. that's that's how I kind of look at yeah. that sort of stuff. And when we get to heaven, our transfigured bodies, we're downloaded with the parental view, that upper reality. We just have an understanding. And that's why in Revelation it talks about how like every tear will be dried. Because all the horrors, all the suffering, all the bullshit will have that ultimate perspective. The scope will be drawn back so much on our reality and our experience, we see where the puzzle pieces fit that we didn't understand. The fucking popsicle was on the floor. This is bullshit. But once we get to heaven and we're with our dad and we're in our new transfigured bodies in the new heaven, the new earth, that understanding is just foundational. And again, it goes back into that inner peace, that ultimate peace where we're not going to have any beef with our position mm-hmm. in the hierarchy, our accountability structure is going to be way different. How we handle our responsibilities and our relationships, so different. Because we're not going to be fallen, deceitful, piece of shits anymore. Right. We're yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. that ultimate, almost godly perspective. I just can't, can't, see, you got thought about this. You already know. I just can't wait for some of y'all to see brown Jesus. <laughs> well, I think it'll be one of them things again. Yeah. That's such a human fallen where it's like oh if you get into heaven and you're in the new body and you're entering new jerusalem the new heavens the new earth that it's it's humorous you know what i mean it's more hopefully it'll be more of just like 
a super sense of humor thing where someone someone like me and you will get to heaven and be like, what do you mean he's not fucking white? And four people, and four people in the room will be like, stop it, bro. Excuse me. Stop it. Excuse me, Jesus. Uh, where's your blue eyes? And other people will think it's funny because that ultimate download will be like, oh, those two are from this piece of time. They're from America during this little season of fucking creation. And that's hilarious. Jesus knows my sense of humor. 100%. And other people around you will too. Because that just... That ultimate understanding will be downloaded. Because that heavenly, godly, divine perspective will just be so foundational. That people ask, like, well, can we still sin in heaven? You know, are we still going to have free will? Right, yeah. For sure. But we're going to have such an understanding of this upper echelon reality that the idea of fucking that up with sin and evil is like, why the fuck yeah. would you do why that? Why would you? Here, we're not sure about it. God's still kind of a maybe. We have our own kind of fucking, our goals. We can get to these goals by being fucking deceitful, by lying, by this, by that. But again, if we're in heaven and our position is breathed into us through God himself, we're not going to have the balls. It's going to be a rid... The idea of sinning in heaven is going to be such a ridiculous... Like, why the fuck would you yeah. fuck this up? Again, yeah. you saw what happened the last time we did it on our own? From Eden to the fucking end, it's a big, hot fucking mess. Why the fuck would we do that again? So, but you hear what fucking Chris did? What? Why? <laughs> Why would he do that? Why the fuck would you do that? There's not going to be any of that. Because everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to have the same worldview. Just that alone. If you share it. I mean, dude, look how look how well the country's done do you in 200 years. state of mind with the people that you died with? Or your family members? When you say state you of mind, see what, what I mean? Do you mean? Okay, so like, is it a generational thing? Like, so if I died ninety eight, does that mean that everybody that died ninety eight and ninety nine go along with this thing? Or is it the family members? Oh, this is a universal thing that everybody so we all gets enter in the it gate when we die. Gets yeah, yo man, you die and you either know the king or you fucking don't, bro. It's that easy. Now, is there a different kind of separation? Does you know because there's so much to talk about. Yeah, there's, there's so much so nuance much. that you need to parse out when it comes to well, what about people who? What about the millions and millions of people that died before Jesus was born? What happens to those fuckers? What about the pygmies in fucking Australia or the the families in the rainforest that have never heard of the gospel or God in right. general? Like, what happens to those poor bastards? They're not gonna get in. Just right. because they didn't happen to live in a place that heard of G, yes, and, and there there is very good, reasonable, coherent responses to that. It's just it's just a lot to dig into now. But I promise, these are things I've definitely dug well, into. No, we've well, talked about that. But but right? but hold on, but hold and on. Like, do you? Do, I mean, can you also enter a different type of reality after death, off of the reality that you live off in reality, like <clears throat> in where you're at today, like? With the, so, if I am on a lower totem pole of reality or whatever, in like what does that mean? Like that I'm living. Like okay, so like say that I don't believe in God, I don't believe in okay. Jesus or anything or okay. anything like this, right? Right. On this reality, mm-hmm. does that mean that I have to? Does that mean that 
uh, when I die, that my next reality as a human, I'll realize this stuff and then advance. Do you know what I'm saying? Or like, are there different types of events? No, you know what? There's all the Mormons believe in this sort of thing where you can kind of you can people that didn't believe God while they were alive die. And they don't have this knowledge of Jesus, so they don't get put into the presence of Christ immediately at death. They're not in heaven. They're in this weird space. And they think that people that are still alive can pray and baptize you, so to speak, after death. So Brian dies with right. no knowledge of Jesus, doesn't believe, see, he, but that's a different thing. There's a distinction there. Do you have no knowledge of Jesus or whatever? Or did you reject the message? Those are different things in a very big way. Because if Brian has been handed the gospel, and Brian has had all these different kind of ironies, and all these different matters of happenstance, all these different kite string pulls at his shirt of God going, I'm fucking real. My son is real. This story is real. If he's tried his hardest to pound himself into your free will without disrupting your free will and you freely choose to ignore that message, it's a pretty bleak situation when you die. Listen, God doesn't send anyone to hell. It's the manifestation of your choice to be separate from him because he tried his fucking best to be part of your day here. And you said, I'm good. Okay. C.S. Lewis puts it a very clever way. He says, there's only two kinds of people in the end. One, God, where people go, God, your will be done. The other, where God says to you, your will be done. Does that make sense? So it's like, is it like the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hmm. this one guy asked me on the Instagram today, he goes, how can you guys believe in an infinite happiness in heaven when you know that there's going to be family members and there's going to be people that you loved on earth that are that are going through infinite hell? You know what I mean? If hell's that situation, how can you guys be okay with that? And like my like quick answer is always... People are in hell. Another C.S. Lewis quote is, hell's... The doors of hell are locked on the inside. You chose this. Yeah. I'm not mad. You're going to be happy if your mom goes to hell. If my mom freely rejects God and the Savior and the work that he did on the cross to allow us to be in proper union with God. If she's aware of the story, the good news, the gospel. If she's aware of that and she freely rejects it, I'm going to bitch at God. She did that. Fuck him. I, and I'm not thrilled about it. And that's why Christians knock on your door at 6 in the morning and try to tell you about the good news. So remember that next time you see these fucking Mormons on their bikes, evangelicals, all these missionaries that want to tell you about the good news. You think they're so fucking annoying? Understand the reality in their mind and what right. they're trying to do for you. Even if you think the whole fucking thing is nonsense. At the end of the day... Be they're, them they're, for a minute. The it's day, a big deal, they're, man. They're, they're just the same people... At the Capitol trying to overcome. Oh, God. <laughs> so, before we get out of here, I just want to quickly touch on two sad 2021 deaths. Uh, Larry King. Oh, Larry King. R.I.P. Larry King. And Hank Aaron. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. 
I actually thought Hank Aaron was a lot older. How old was he? It was a terribly small number. No, no, I, I got it wrong. I said it was 68. It was 86. Good. My God. Yeah, you said something. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Wait, hold what, on. Was he All 17 right. when right. he beat the we're, fucking we're, home run record? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 real quick, though. I, I, I just want to ask you, because this is something I, I meant to ask you last podcast, too. But do you think that Tony Schiavone, say, every, every time Sting comes out, saying, it's Sting! Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think that takes away from the element of surprise? No, because it's never a surprise when Sting comes out. Because the fucking the lights Does he go say down, it first and the, then? the lighting changes, the snow falls. It's like it's not a surprise, right? But but okay. See, the only reason I'm asking because I think that it's Sting should only be so for for when it's a surprise. But like for it's for Shivani to say it's Sting. No, it's it's, it's, a, it's a nostalgia thing because he used to do that right. in the fucking it's totally late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was that was Shivani's reaction every time Sting would come out. So like, I get like I get what you're saying, uh, and I agree with what you're saying, but I'm not mad at it. You know, that's funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, because that's that's just what I was because it's it's I loved it at first, but then now it's just kind of like man, like I get this thing's coming. <laughs> like you announced it last week, you know what I mean. Like I know he's coming out you today. Think he's just, like his over excitement is like bothersome. Right, him almost. right. So, so it's just like okay, like like if I don't know that he's coming and you say it's been great, but like when you announced that he was going to come already and then you like that, he's trying to emphasize how big a deal it is that he's even in the room. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean it's like uh, like Ric Flair's song. You know, the WWE true. starts out with woo. Yeah. Yeah. So you know it's Rick. I love Ric Flair. Anyway, so we'll be back next week. Uh, now that we're all healthy and ready to roll. Woo! Um, we'll start recording our TikTok soon. It'll give us an excuse just to try... Drinks! Drinks. Um, Funnelcle.net coming soon. Uh, like we mentioned before, a lot of cool things in the pipeline. So we'll see how it goes. Chats and articles, yeah. all sorts all of shit. All that. All that. So, until next week, see y'all later. Bye, guys.